0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. Please make sure your seatbelt is securely fastened, your tray table is in an upright and locked position, and that you are ready to get weird and think different. Please prepare for takeoff. Today is Thursday. It is December sixteenth, and we are back with another episode of Destination Different. I'll say this: I am ready. I am ready for a little holiday break. It's been a sprint. It's been an absolute sprint to the finish line. I think in some lines of work, I imagine you know you kind of take the month of December and you just coast. You don't really do a whole lot. In my line of work, that is not the case. You try and spend all the money you have left over. You try and do a million things to get yourself ready for January and February. It's just not – it's not great. wouldn't recommend just December in general to anyone. Um, so yeah, that, that's what I had to say off the top. I just think I'm, I'm going to be ready. I'm going to be ready for a little time to just to relax, to maybe work on the podcast, focus on it. I think we got some momentum. I have never – In the history of this program, maybe at the start, maybe the first – like the first week, been this ahead on guests. When I mean by that, what I mean by that is that I've got guests recorded for multiple weeks in advance. That just never happens. Usually it's like you do the interview on a whatever day and you drop it the next week. It is – stressful to do it that way and so i think this new approach it's not a new approach it's just stroke of luck that i've been able to land a few people to do nice great interviews is is a good way to do things so i'm going to try and stay ahead i'm going to try and stay ahead going to new year but we are booked out now through to 2022 that's how far ahead i am the next three four thursdays are full. great interviews already in the can So without further ado, I think it's only right that I kick you over to the first interview that's in the hopper, and it is a doozy. It is a great one. I'm welcoming Nick and Christina, the founders of 25 and Pine, to the show this week, and this husband and wife duo I discovered on TikTok. It seems to be, it just seems to be my new favorite way to find guests. There are just so many unique small businesses interesting creatives that I find on TikTok. And that's how I found 25 and Pine. So I discovered them probably four or five months ago. And I know diddly about woodworking. I know nothing about making furniture, but something about their content captured me for some reason. And I decided I'm going to follow along. I like what they're doing. They're making these interesting side tables and little knickknacks and pieces of furniture. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in on this. And fast forward a few weeks ago and I'm digging through some of my you know, following on TikTok and I, I stumble across them again. And I'm like, they are one, just so charming and wholesome, both of them, Nick and Christina. But two, they have an unbelievable business. They have been able to create with 25 Pine this niche of a, direct to consumer company in the sense that really the furniture they make and it's almost leaning into their leaning into their restrictions. They have been working out of their apartment and now they just bought a house and so they work out of the basement of their house. They don't have a ton of funding so they're limited in the size of things that they can ship just because it costs more to ship things. So you know the more the bigger thing is, the heavier it is, the more it costs to ship. So they've really carved out this niche where they're making smaller size pieces of furniture that are affordable for people in unique spaces. So think interesting shaped end tables or little, they have an unbelievable wine holder table. I don't know what you'd call it. All of these things are just kind of uniquely placed to fit in, you know, smaller apartments, spaces for young couples like themselves. And So we talked all about their story, how they got their start. Christina has wanted to own her own business since, I'm pretty sure, the the day that she was born. And the two of them have really picked up steam. And it was just last August that Christina said, you know what, I'm quitting my full-time job, which was in sales. Again, nothing to do with woodworking and sales marketing. And go all in on 25 and Pine. Nick, meanwhile, is... I'm going to butcher this, and I hope I have this right. He's like an aeronautical engineer. That's probably not the right word. He works with NASA. He's jumping in wind tunnels, trying to figure out how to protect heat shields from rocket ships. He seemingly is very smart. But he's spending most of his time, most of his brain power. Okay, that's probably not true. But he's also focused on 25 and Pine. And the two of them have now just continued to grow and grow and grow this business And things were steady, things were slow until about July of this year and things started to take off. More sales than they've ever had. Then they thought, you know, it couldn't get any bigger. October hits, sales go higher than they've even had. November hits, sales go even higher. December hits, sales go even higher. And the thing just keeps growing and growing and growing to the point that they've now been able to hire out some additional outside help. They'll be moving into a new facility come the new year. It is just really an amazing story of this couple who has taken – a dream of owning their own business, and taught themselves basically how to do it. So I've been probably rambling on for way too long, and they can tell their story far better than they can. So with that, I will kick it over to this week's episode of Destination Different with Christina and Nick of 25 and Pine. I hope you enjoy. Is your entire house just filled with wood?
1: Yeah, wood and sawdust.
2: (laughs) The basement and the garage. The garage is just lumber storage for sure. And we carry it down in the basement to work on it. Yeah. Yep, it's everywhere.
0: Okay. I I figured as much, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta ask. And and so have you always done the, operated the business out of your home? Has it always been like in your own space?
2: That's how it started, at least. Yeah, yeah. For, for the past few months, it's been ramping up. And uh, next year, starting like January, February, we're going to start renting a commercial spot. So. Oh, wow.
0: Nice. Congrats.
1: So, uh, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, no, it started in our apartment garage, um, which was like a town home, And it was definitely not allowed. <laughs> we had like a CNC in there and stuff. So we would just keep the garage door closed at all times. <laughs> and um, anytime like maintenance had to walk through, we would purposely like put laundry baskets or something in front of the garage door. And we're like, okay. <laughs> if they move the baskets then we know that they know <laughs> so
0: and you now i i saw again i've done my my thorough stocking of you guys you guys bought a home at some point in this in this mix so you've now you know moved it into the more permanently owned space at least
1: yeah and that's kind of how the furniture aspect started like we bought our house um month a little less than a month before we got married <laughs> mm-hmm. So it was like crazy times. And then we had no furniture, just like Ikea stuff. So we're like, let's make it. (laughs) We don't really have money to, between the wedding and the buying a house. We don't really have money to buy furniture. So we're like, we can figure this out.
0: Mm -hmm. And you clearly did. I've been curious to actually ask like, what what do you guys think of Ikea and Wayfair and sort of these like all-in-one assembly in a box, like cheap pieces of furniture? Like, obviously it seems like, With your business, you've wanted to still build stuff that's affordable, accessible, but has a little bit higher quality. So like, did you have those brands in mind as you started like building out your own business?
1: Yeah. One of, I think, well, I don't know how to explain it correctly, I guess, but like we saw Ikea and we've had a lot of Ikea furniture and we're like, we don't like assembling. It's a good test for your relationship, but um, we're like, we definitely want to ship things that people don't have to assemble because we knew that we are making smaller things and that it would be going into mostly apartments and that people probably wouldn't have tools or mm-hmm. want to build it. So that's pretty much how we started with like the smaller size. We're like, okay, here are the box sizes that we can fit within. And then here's a table that can fit in that exact box <laughs> assembled. So yeah.
0: Was there one like piece of furniture that like started this whole thing off?
2: yeah so the first one is called the Liz table Christina's sister Liz um I guess it was was last Christmas yeah yeah so last Christmas she asked us to make a side table for her apartment she's in like a small city space um so like we're like yeah we'll make it we designed a table and then like asked her or like sent her a design or something or like it's me this big by this big is that good and she was like well no I only have six inches to work with and we're like all right well that's not gonna work (laughs) then So we kind of, that was like the first time, I guess, like Christina mentioned, we designed a lot of our stuff like for a purpose. So um, that's how the list table was born, I guess. So it's just like a narrow side table for in between a couch and a wall or just next to a chair or something. It doesn't take up a lot of space. So it's been one of the best sellers so far since we, like, it's one of the ones we started with and it's just always been our best seller pretty much.
0: Mm -hmm. And do you, it seems like you have almost like, not templates, but you have specific pieces that are like, okay the Liz table, for example, or you, you've now, you know, added other options. Do you focus primarily on like just those standardized items or do you do like, to take custom orders and, and, you know, somebody has a need for X that fits in this space and you'll go and do that too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, <laughs> I guess like
2: you mentioned, like a key wave there. And I think the thing about them is like, everybody has a price point in mind already. So for us, that means it's, we can't really do like, we do do some custom work, but it's like harder to, that price point everybody's expecting when you ask for that so like kind of the way it's gone is we'll get requests for a different size or a different shape or profile and like once we get enough requests we're like all right we should design this and launch it mm-hmm. um and like from a design perspective like christina mentioned like we design things like specifically for e-commerce so like we find the box first almost and then build the table that will fit in the box um, and then we kind of just figured out how much wood we need and our pricing yeah i guess Another goal in the design has been to, like, we want to keep designs that look cool, but we also want to optimize the production, like, make stuff that's batchable with like higher quality materials than like you might get from a mass-produced online store. Mm-hmm. I think like one of the other things we keep in mind is just like the amount of, the amount of trust the consumer has to have in you, right? Like, if you're buying a hundred dollar, hundred dollar, two hundred dollar side table, it's a low amount of trust. It's a completely different thing if you're going to buy a four thousand dollar dining table. So. Um, at least starting out, we knew we wanted to be e-commerce and just kind of grow and scale from there, keep adding new products as we go. And yeah.
0: And is there, a, is there a want or desire to make bigger things or to, you know, higher price point items? Like, is that, is that on the list of goals going forward? Yeah.
1: So right now I'm full-time with our business. Nick still has a full-time job. But the, yeah, we want to build bigger furniture and we've tried, but we still currently bring everything down to the basement and it was very difficult to get like the table saw down there. So we're like, we did one coffee table and we're like, okay, this is not feasible for (laughs) this space. It's too heavy. So it's funny because. If you think about it, like we're bringing the wood down raw and then it comes back up, like boxed and assembled and finished.
2: Bigger and heavier. And yeah. So it's just
1: a funny way to look at it. But yeah, once we move into this new space, we're like, okay, coffee tables, dining tables, like we're going all out so we can like palletize things and oh, it's going to be great. There's a garage door.
0: <laughs> It'll be. And I saw you guys recently also got a truck. Like that was not an item that you had that probably makes things <laughs> difficult as well.
1: Yeah. No, I traded in my Volkswagen Passat for a.
0: Just a slight upgrade in in size, at least.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because Nick will drive it occasionally because there's a lumber yard on his way to work. And he's gotten the question, like, Oh, are you going to make this change to your truck and whatever? And he's like, It's my wife's. (laughs) So, no.
2: (laughs) Everybody tells me to lift it. I'm like, It's not mine. I can't
1: can't
0: decide. (laughs) So, I mean, I do want to ask a little bit like from the early days of starting this up of getting this going it seems like you both were pretty much self-taught. Like this was not, you know, you guys aren't necessarily like classically trained carpenters or, you know, so how, how did you get into woodworking in the first place? Have you been doing it as kids? Did your parents, you know, were they involved in it? Like, how did this just, you know, you, <laughs> Christina, you were, I understand like working in like marketing, like it was not, a, you're not in the space at all. So how did this get going? Where did this interest come from?
1: Um, I think, explain. Explain
2: well, yeah, right. it. <laughs> so it started, somehow it started with the CNC machine and I bought that and for,
0: for maybe for just like the dummies yeah. at home who don't know what a CNC machine is gotcha. like me. What is that?
2: <laughs> yeah. So CNC is a computer controlled like milling machine. So you can design something on the computer and send it to the machine. It'll cut it out. So like, if you think about a cricket or something, like that's just the blade cutting vinyl to whatever shape the computer tells it to. So CNC, same thing, but just with wood. Um, you can do like 2D two D stuff, just make cutouts of like a template or something to trace on to a cutting board or whatever, to get a fancy handle. Um, it can also do some 3D stuff too.
0: Got it. Okay. And I assume that knowledge maybe came from your background as like an engineer that you figured out how yep. to do that. Okay. Got it.
2: <laughs> yeah. So like being an engineer, like all the computer design stuff and um it's actually why i got a cnc in the first place i guess we got the one we have uh we got yeah the one we have we got it work first and i realized that like i think we want one too <laughs>
1: oh nick said nick said hey can we get a cnc and i've always wanted to own a business so his way of yeah. saying this is like we can start an etsy shop and i was like yes i'm in let's get a cnc and Very tricky. Got, it was <laughs> and then like sure enough here we are now but yeah yeah
2: yeah so it started with that like we just kind of started with the cnc world of just making um like we were making like clocks and just like different signs and um, things like that and that was never i guess super successful right no. like we had <laughs> a handful of sales like some amount of sign work but it was never a thing like we were felt we always felt like we were doing it for the sake of doing it i guess there was no purpose um yeah so it started there and then we kind of I guess, like I say, we went backwards into woodworking because like we got the CNC first that a lot of people don't have. And then we got the whole wood shop to support it. Um, Yeah.
1: And now we cut mostly circles. And so we got a lot of hate on TikTok. They're like, you literally use the CNC just to make circles. I'm like, yeah, because it can be cutting circles while I'm doing
0: a million other
1: things. I don't need to do that by hand.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Is it like a set it and forget it type of thing? Or you can like plug it into the computer. You can go do something totally different while it cuts out pieces. Yeah.
1: pretty much and then you just have to make sure you're standing close because occasionally if it like hits something or the computer messes up or whatever it'll just like plow through your piece of wood and destroy it and you can hear it from like like our upstairs like you just hear like oh shoot <laughs> running down to the basement to stop it so yeah had um, a lot of trouble in there <laughs> i
0: i imagine on that on that topic have you had any sort of injuries any major disasters broken machines anything like that all of the above
1: yeah <laughs> x cars
2: have like crashed into stuff and just like melted the router motor before yeah. We've had to replace that um yeah we have a saw stop which is a table saw that like if it makes contact with your finger the blade will drop and like hit a break and like stop instantly so like if you hit a piece of metal um, like anything electrically conductive will trigger the saw. So, like, we've hit metal before and like scrap yep. blades. But,
1: Nick hit metal yeah. on like the third day of owning this expensive saw.
2: In
0: the first couple hours, <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. I was like, well, I guess it works. It's <laughs> a good safety check, at least. And you guys have all, all 20 fingers between the two of you still. So far, so good. Yeah. That is good. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. Um, and I, again, from back in the starting of, of the business, it, was you know you're doing clocks you're doing signage and it's maybe not necessarily taking off like you you know thought it would or you wanted it to. Um, you were both working full time jobs when that was like when you're still doing that. And yeah. Christina, at what point did you say, hey, this is we got something here like that I can go and and go full time into this? Like what was the thought process in, in making that decision? And did you have sort of proven Success or a certain amount of sales that you're like, let's hit this. No, you're shaking your head. So
1: (laughs) that's like the funniest part. And I usually don't tell people this, but it's funny because like I was in a marketing job. I really liked my job, and I've just always wanted to own a business. Like when I was little, I used to bake, and I would always say I want to own a bakery. And um, then when we started to to do it, and we started to sell, we sold like a couple tables out of pine. And then like August of last year, I was like. I'm going to quit. And Nick's like, what? And I'm like, no, like I, I'm quitting my job. So we're just going to make this work. We're going to figure it out. And we had like less than a hundred sales on Etsy at the time. Like there was no proven success. We were just like, now's the time to do it. We're in our twenties. Like we don't have kids. Like, let's just go for it. And now I don't think it really like took off until July of this past year is when it actually started getting crazy. Like, we had set sales goals, and we're like, okay, we we want to make, like, this much a month. And we, like, hit it-ish up until July, and then July, like, quadrupled, and then, like, November and December have just been, like, t- I, yeah. it's just insane, <laughs> like, 10x. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to explain it. I'm still, it's kind of, um, it doesn't feel real. And, like, now that we're about to get a commercial space, we just um hired someone on part-time um to help us, like, get the work done so within a year it's really taken off which is cool and now it makes me feel better and looking back a year ago I've probably been like how did we even get to this point so yeah no I just we just risked it and we're like let's hope for the best
2: (laughs) the only way to do it though like if we were doing it both working full-time it's like you just add up the amount of weekend hours or amount of weekends it would have taken to get to like where we are like just by like trial and error and learning stuff and like just figuring out stuff like the shipping, like we have 10 different products. It's 10 different box size. So like you kind of have to design things that'll fit in similar boxes or whatever. And then like the designs need to be similar enough where you're not rough cutting 20 different dimensions. Like we have it down to pretty much, I can walk in the garage and rough cut two different sizes. And like, that'll make all 10 of our tables just with like rough cutting with two dimensions. So like stuff like that takes a long time to figure out. And we definitely couldn't have done it if Christine wasn't full-time for mm-hmm. sure.
0: It's one of my favorite questions to ask on this show because it's like everybody has a little bit of a different story. There's some people that are like, "Nope, I had to hit X dollar figure number of sales before I could tell my job that I was going to quit six months from now," and then other people are like, "No, I said fuck it, and I'm just going yeah. to do it." <laughs> so it's like such a such a range. And so, Christina, now that you've been full time and are like, you know, all in on doing this, what does your what does your day start to look like? Like how how are you treating like how are you treating this like a full-time job and, and scheduling your day and blocking out time? Like what does, does what sort of a normal ish day look like for you? Is there one?
1: Um, so I took a class last year when we were kind of in the slower periods, it was like a business class. And I think that really helped because I had asked some of the coaches in the class, like, how do, how do I structure my day? That's where I'm struggling. And one of them said like, start your morning the same, like set a time that you're going to work like nine to five, if that's what it's going to be, set your time and, um, do things in the morning that you enjoy or just like that would be different. Um, and she had suggested like reading. So I was like, I don't really read much. So, okay, I'm going to start my day. I'm going to read like for five minutes, do yoga for five minutes and then start working. So, I don't know. The past couple of months, typically I'm, I'm not a morning person. So I was like nine to five. That works for me. That's great. I'll be in the <laughs> shop by like nine, nine thirty, and that'll be good. Um, but these days it's more like, I don't know. I get up at like seven and I'm in the shop by seven thirty eight, and then depending on the day, but, uh, yeah, we're usually down there until like 10 PM and then all week it's just all the, all the time now, which it's Christmas. So it's different, but like, um, Yeah, we just work when we can and need to. And it's hard because it's in our house. So I'm like, I can easily like 10 minutes before this, I was downstairs like polying tables. It's just Mm -hmm. like there's no boundaries. So I don't know if that answered your question, but it's just like
0: (laughs) There's not there's not like a set routine necessarily of like Mondays we do shipping and Tuesdays I'm cutting and Wednesdays I'm finishing. Like it's not like that at all.
1: i tried i'm like okay like mondays like i'll do all the milling work and tuesdays i'll do this and then like as soon as we started getting busy that went right out the window and now nick does all of our milling work and i take on from gluing things up to finishing and shipping Mm -hmm. so he does like the first couple steps now which has worked out and i'm glad that we set that up when we did so he just does that in his free time Mm -hmm.
0: How has that worked for the two of you as a husband and wife business owning duo working together, you know, sharing responsibilities? Like what, how how have you laid out what that looks like, you know, as a working relationship and then as like a personal relationship too?
1: Yeah, we definitely set boundaries of like no work talk past (laughs) while we try (laughs) past a certain time at night or like not before 8 a.m. But mm-hmm. it breaks that real often. Yeah. Um, and I think
2: like part of it is just scheduling time. Like yeah. our whole life is kind of becoming scheduled, which isn't a bad thing. It's like we'll work for three hours and then take an hour break and like go do this or go, like take work three hours, go do that type of thing. And like we started just like scheduling nights out and like planning on that for like just whatever, either random days or Fridays or whatever. Um, So that's been helpful. It's kind of weird, like on the weekends when we're just in the shop all day with like our face mask and like <laughs> ear protection on. It's like we're sitting next to each other, but I was like, I've said three words to you <laughs> in like the past five hours. So that's like kind of weird, but um, yeah, like scheduling and breaks definitely has been good. But yeah. a
0: lot of
1: people ask us that. Yeah. Like everybody's like, how do you you live together? You work together? You everything is together? And I'm like, I, don't, I just I don't know. We just like to spend. You time at least
0: like each, each, each other. other. That's <laughs> good.
1: Just, yeah you know, I know, just works. yeah <laughs> i know some couples like can't work together um but yeah what? somehow we yeah. just he, we have different like skill sets mm-hmm. uh, like yeah I so really have
0: you guys have you like separated like you know nick focuses on this you focus on uh, like you've really sort of divvied up what the what the work is yeah, yeah. for sure
1: like nick does all of our designing and the milling like Getting the wood cut to size, kind of thing, and then I'll do all of our marketing. Like Nick, you—he's rarely on TikTok because he doesn't like it. But I'm always like, here I am, <laughs> showing the world what we're doing. But so I do more of like the marketing, <laughs> and we just kind of figured out. But yeah, we definitely have different skill sets, which
0: helps. Yeah, I'm 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 a marketing person myself, so I'm very curious how you guys have thought about marketing and what has worked, what hasn't worked for, you know, growing the 25 and pine brand? Like, what are some of your approaches to marketing the business? Do you have to, maybe this is part two of this question, but like, do you have to kind of control a little bit? Like you can only make so much in your basement, you know, facility. Like, do you have to sometimes be like, oh, sorry, this, this marketing is working a little too well.
1: <laughs> um, so much like woodworking, I also taught myself marketing. Like I was hired for sales in my last job. And then my boss was like, Hey, um, I don't know if you like sales, but you'd be really good at marketing. So we're going to switch your job. And I was like, okay, sounds good. So I kind of figured it out Mm -hmm. on the job, which was nice. Um, and then that kind of just transitioned to doing marketing for us. Right. I mean, we, like
2: our marketing is the social media. Yeah. You know, like TikTok, sure, Instagram, yeah. and Facebook and Pinterest. Like it's. Yeah. We do it. And
1: Pinterest and TikTok have done really well for us. And with TikTok, I'm sure, you know, it's like you post a video and you're like, well, maybe this will be the one. And then I was just glad that the our other goal for this year was to hit a million views on TikTok. And I was just glad that it was about like our product mm-hmm. and not like somebody like bashing us about woodworking wrong because that happens mm-hmm. often. I was just like, wow, thank you. So now this like turned into sales, which is good. Um so I do create a marketing plan. Do I follow it? I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's more just like trial and error. And especially I think with a small business, it's we're just kind of figuring it out as we go. I've changed our website, I think like 10 times in the past year. So
0: just the website know. looks great, by the way. I will say I, <laughs> like it it really does. It looks good. Like yeah. At what point even did you switch? Cause you were on Etsy for a long time. Like at what point did you switch from it being an Etsy shop to like, all right, this is going to be a real e-commerce, like, you know, go through our site type of thing.
1: Yeah. So we knew like we wanted to get off Etsy eventually, like the fees are pretty high and we're still on that currently and do a lot of sales through there. Um, but driving our own traffic to Etsy versus driving our traffic to Shopify and our website is so much better. And most of our orders are coming through TikTok or social media and I can see that and track it. So it just makes it easier, I think. Mm-hmm. I like to geek out on the analytics side of it a little bit more. But yeah, hopefully eventually we can get off.
2: Yeah. And I think, see. Like part of it too is just planning for the future. Like we knew, like the sooner we switch to Shopify, like the sooner we'll start promoting our own website. And then like from there just that's the way we want to grow, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. Like we want to be stuck inside the Etsy ecosystem for forever. Mm-hmm. At least their main stuff. Like maybe we'll like always be selling something on Etsy, but like our core products might only be on our website at some point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's a little more, a little more ownable to yeah. your, and keep it in, keep it in the family. Yeah. Like uh, people
2: being like, I bought this on Etsy or I bought yeah. this on Amazon versus I got this from 25 and Pine." Like, I think that's one of the differences that we see too.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah. from the, like, I mean, obviously I discovered you through TikTok. Like, how has that been for telling your story? And like, it sounds like you're seeing direct sales of people who like find you and and are they like DMing you and trying to get, like, how is the like funnel going through from TikTok to like actually purchasing a final product? I think a lot,
1: like, <laughs> I don't know, luck. like I, we focused our TikTok-like account mostly on woodworking, and yeah. then I was like, "We need to start posting more like product-focused videos because obviously that's what's going to translate into sales." Um, and so once we started to do that, that's when we really saw the difference in sales mm-hmm. on our own website um,
2: and clicks too. Like went yeah. way up once we started start doing that. Yeah, mm-hmm. our
1: views on our website have been doing really well. Um, so I'm trying to figure out. That's like my next game to figure out is like what to post. Cause obviously we have a lot of woodworker followers. So like they're going to like our woodworking content. And I think like consumers would like to see that as well. see what goes into it. Um, but it's just trying to find like the right mix. So.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you manage filming, like creating content while you're also doing the woodworking? It would seem seemingly be difficult to operate a saw while also, uh, you know, taking a selfie video.
1: Yeah. Um, somebody on TikTok said just record everything. And you'll find content, you'll make content out of that. So I just started filming literally everything I do, no matter how boring I think it is. I'm like, I'll figure out some way to use it. Like, I don't know. So I think I just kind of set up the camera. I tell Nick to set up his camera because he likes to work early and he doesn't. <laughs> um, but the guy we just hired is into photo and video. So he was like, I'll help you. Like I can be in any video. I'll mm-hmm. take whatever you want. I was like, sweet, that'll be helpful. Because yeah. You only have two hands and to record and use both is a
0: little difficult. Right. I mean, I find that tough, even like doing the podcast. I'm like, I know I should probably be like using video more, should be filming myself more. And like, it's just hard to do all the things at the same time.
1: Yeah. And getting comfortable in front of the camera and like talking to the camera and like mm-hmm. doing voiceovers. Like, Nick runs away from me if I ask him <laughs> to do a voiceover still. Like, I know it just took time to figure out like how to say it and how to speak slow <laughs> and just like, I don't know, get comfortable with it, I guess.
0: And have you, have you guys, I did see, like, you mentioned that there's, there is some hate about your like woodworking abilities and Christine, I saw you post something too. That was like, you know, as being a woman in the in the woodworking field, like that, you get a lot of hate for that. So like, what has that been like the, the haters that are that come out of the internet that in, are trolling you guys?
1: there's definitely trolls and I get well I used to get really angry at them and be like whatever they're trolls like get over it kind of thing but now when they comment I just laugh because it's just funny like I remember one of the first comments we got someone was like go do the dishes and I was like okay like (laughs) I don't even know what to say or someone else said that's so nice that you're cleaning your wood the wood shop for your husband and I was like it's mine like so i'll either sass them back or i just laugh and i've started to delete some like who cares like if i'm doing it this way like it doesn't matter and we're now have like there's like a wood talk group on tiktok and it's just like all the woodworking people and um, one guy actually posted recently saying like hey, if there's any trolls out there, and if you're going to go and hate on any women woodworkers, like come to me, say it Mm -hmm. on my page, don't say it to them. And I was like, that was pretty cool, like to stand up for people you don't know. But for other people to recognize that it's happening. I was like, this is ridiculous. So it depends on the comment. Mm -hmm.
0: Fair. (laughs) Do you feel like you've built like started to build a community around your brand and that there are like sort of like, do you have repeat people that are coming back and buying multiple pieces of furniture? Do you have, like, fans of the brand who, like, just love representing or shouting you guys out? Like, is that started to to happen now?
1: Yeah. And every time it does, I'm still, like, surprised by it. Like, some people comment all the time, like, you guys are so inspiring. And I'm like, we're, we're literally, like, okay. thank." Like, like, I just, like, get speechless because I'm like, like, what makes us inspire, like, we're just doing what we're doing. Like we're just Mm -hmm. making tables. Like, I don't know. So people, it's cool to see that. And so, and if people are like, I've been following you forever and I love your content and I love your work. And yeah, we've had some repeat buyers and stuff and
0: it's cool to see, but it still just doesn't feel real. (laughs) It's a little, little surreal, I imagine. Uh, And is it, is it for, is it all like U S based that you're doing your sales? Like, are you, are, is that is it most, you guys are in Ohio, right? Like, is it mostly localized to Ohio? Do you ship everywhere? Like how has that audience grown and your, you know, your sales hit differently that way?
1: Yeah. So we've stuck with the U S for now, we've done some to Canada, but just for shipping purposes, like we're like, let's just start small, start with the U S we mostly ship to California, New York, uh Boston and Chicago. So we've noticed it's cities, which makes sense because our furniture is small. Um
2: mm-hmm. uh, but we're yeah. only we're missing like three or four states or something in the US right yeah. now. Color in a map every time we get yeah. a
0: new one. That's cool. <laughs> I like that. That is pretty fun. And so it's not like, okay, it's you know, people in Ohio and, and it's like a local, you know, you don't you don't feel necessarily like a local small business. It's more like, you know, you do have like a nationwide feel to you. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it's fun to see where everybody's buying from. And I'm like, how the heck did you find us? And like, you just trust this random website to buy furniture from. So I don't know. It's cool to see that. And yeah, not as much Ohio. There's been a couple, but.
2: Yeah, I think that's like one of the things we think makes us different, though, because like we came at this business from like wanting to just build an e-commerce like empire i guess one day right so like like with a lot of woodworkers like a lot of times they'll they'll do like local stuff or whatever like that big multi-thousand dollar project but it'll take a month or whatever a couple weeks which like maybe we'll do one day once we have like more space and more people to make them but um yeah we just thought we could grow the e-commerce stuff the fastest i guess Mm -hmm. um that was like our goal from the beginning
0: And how do you how do you think about growth going forward? Obviously, in the last even just six months, you guys have had a crazy boom in sales and are moving into a new space. You're hiring people. How have you thought about that going forward? Like, you know, continuing to grow the business? Like, is the is the goal for you two to both be able to do it full time? And you know, you maybe have a handful of people, or do you want this to be a hundred thousand person? Operation at some point where you're making tons and tons of furniture, shipping, and like, is where do you have that mapped out yet, or maybe you don't know? I think it's a a lot of yes. it is a big question. <laughs> yeah. It is a big question. Yeah.
2: I think like one day will be full time. I think that's like what you were saying before. Like, some people have that like number that they need to hit before they do it full time. So, like, I'm not sure what my number is yet, I guess, but <laughs> one day I'll have a number for sure.
1: Um, and people started asking yeah. him like so are you gonna quit your full-time job and nick nick's an aerospace engineer so it's like totally different from woodworking but it's funny like his dream has always been to be an aerospace engineer but recently he's been like joking around with the idea like well like At what yeah what point do i quit yeah. and we do yeah. this full time
2: <laughs> yeah but i think like as far as growth goes i think about now it's just Like, with a new space, like, we're going to get all the industrial-grade equipment or whatever to make things a lot easier and faster. Um, Like, right now, we're just kind of at the limit of, like, one, being in the basement, but it's, like, the tools we have can, like, can't really keep up. Like, from a dust collection perspective, we just need something bigger and better, and, yeah, just, like, the heavier-duty tools are kind of what we're going for, and I think, like, the way I envision, like, a year or two from now or whatever is just to just, like, have three wood shops in one building or whatever, right? Just, like, have three people continuously just making whatever they need to be making versus, like like, some of the, um, like, YouTube or influencer shops, like, really, they just have, like, one of everything, So they'll do just, like, a big project for content or whatever, but I think it's, like, we almost need our own shop for that, and then we need, like, three production setups for people to should be making stuff all the time, so mm-hmm. that's kind of, I think, what I see, and I don't know, probably staying small, like, stay, yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, but then, I want to keep
2: the handcrafted part of yeah. it and, like, attention to detail on every piece, even though we're trying to, like, optimize stuff and produce things in big quantities, like, we still want to be the like small town woodworker just shipping e-commerce shit. Right? i don't know yeah.
1: but then like part of me is like how cool would it be for like the next crate and barrel or something you know <laughs> like a, more of like a household name that would be pretty cool so mm-hmm. i don't know we're taking it day by day right now still so, so.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i think and we definitely have had a different like thought process than other woodworkers is what we found like most woodworkers start it as like woodworking as their hobby and then they're like well now i have so many cutting boards like i should start selling them versus us we're like what can we make with this cnc to sell and produce and then once it hit furniture we're like how do we make this better so that we can batch it out so we definitely have like a different approach i think um is what i'm learning via people on tiktok <laughs> it's like about thinking about the business and like yeah. we're looking to grow and that's like a lot a lot of people ask us that too in the comments like how did you yeah like what is your marketing strategy like what are you doing to market and um yeah I think maybe that's why people think like what we're doing is cool is because like we sell a lot of tables but
2: yeah it's just like a different thought process like in the beginning like since we had a wood shop and a cnc it's like we could make anything so we didn't know what to make so we just like just like just started making stuff and like, see what works. Um, I think like another way to go about it is, yeah, like Christina saying, you have a hobby, you have something you like to make, you have like that product that you want to start selling. Like it makes me think of the flags or whatever, right? Like you made a flag for yourself and then you'd realize you like doing it. So now you just have a shop that just does that. And like that became your business, but like for us never having a product like that, I don't know, maybe we do now, but we just kind of kept trying different things and just Mm -hmm. figuring out what worked. And then once we started like designing the furniture and tables, like for a reason, we're like, yeah, I think this might be our thing. Like the like small tables for unique spaces and just keep it cool design. And Mm -hmm. yeah.
0: And how have you thought about investing money back into the business? Like, is there, it seems like, you know, you're always needing to buy new furniture or you need to buy not new furniture, new equipment. You need to buy a truck. You need to move into a bigger space. Like, how have you sort of thought about like reinvesting what you're making or if your things are going well back into growing the business further?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, We buy tools as we need them. So we're like, we can make this easier, faster, better if we have X, Y, Z tools. So we're like, great, now let's do that. And then we've slowly upgraded those tools. We run into
2: a lot of problems where like now we have like three or four drills or something, (laughs) like all different bits in them was like, like doing our different stuff like Christina will change bits around like all the times so like now we just have like multiple of everything just to streamline stuff because when you're doing like 30 of something a day it like definitely adds up yeah um yes yeah, so we definitely optimize where we can but
1: yeah like- and keeping the same bit like we do like a little chamfer edge on all our tables so the chamfer bit is like stuck and it doesn't move in that hand router like that's just what it is Mm -hmm. so we have like multiple routers on our tool wall and it's like okay this is for this exact purpose they all have their own purpose so we're just like buying them as we need them
2: i guess like the way you think about it it it's like we want to buy tools that are going to make us money right so Mm -hmm. like we're saving time that's a good thing like we don't just need to buy the like five thousand dollar laser cutter because like we have a laser engraver that's fine like by getting that expensive machine it's not going to make us more money so we Mm -hmm. yeah that's how we think about it a lot of times. Usually it's a time savings is why we reinvest.
0: Who who handles the finances between the two of you?
2: I mean, QuickBooks like pretty much handles it pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I do pretty much. I do the purchasing. Christina tells me when she needs stuff and I know where to find it. And I just get it.
1: I have a bad memory. So I'm like, shoot, did we order like the small feet this week or like the big, like, yeah. So I just, I'm like, Nick, we need this. And yeah. he just orders it. I'm really bad. i terrible memory and I'm not good with money. So I'm just like, here you go. In life and business, you handled that.
0: <laughs> good, good. Is helpful. <laughs> How has that been like figuring, obviously, you know, what you're doing and what you love to do is the woodworking piece of it, but there's a lot of other things that come with starting a business, managing the website, setting up a corporation, like uh, how, all of that, like business minutia. how has that gone for you guys? And And Is that a trial and error type of situation too, or a, Hey, let me Google this to figure it out.
2: Definitely trial and error. You just got to find time to do it. Like hour, like half a day here or there, I feel like Christina will spend, I think, I don't know something else that maybe makes us unique is like, I work for a small business. Um, and just kind of through that, I know another guy that runs his own business and like, we have a good friend that runs their own contracting business. So like, we know, like a lot of small business owners, Mm -hmm. um, and I've all figured out all of our problems already. Right. And my, like my dad's a small business owner now, like runs his own consulting firm, whatever. So it's like between all these people, we know there's not a lot that's unknown, I guess, from starting a business, from yeah. starting a business
0: perspective. That's and, good. You have a little community that can kind of yeah. help you out. How has, how has your families, how have, how have they reacted? Your family, friends, like people close to you thought about you quitting your job and starting a woodworking shop. Like how, how have people reacted so to that? Weird.
2: I still don't really know if they grasp like where we're at right now. (laughs) They're like, Oh, that's great. You're moving out of your house. Like, that's fun. You're gonna get space back.
1: Yeah. And we're like, yep. Well, it's funny because like people are like, that's like good for you. That's cool. Like that you do that and stuff. Yeah. When I first quit, people my friends were supportive. My family was mildly supportive, I think. People at my job were like, Are you insane? Like this is great. Like you can't build like a full-time job around an Etsy shop. And I was like, watch me, like we're doing it. But um, now when people like, like if we showed you our basement right now, you would be like, got it. Okay. Yeah. This is, this is a thing. But yeah, until they see, um, I think once they see our basement and our space, it's like more, eye-opening like my parents came to visit recently and I was like all right so we're slammed so you're gonna have to help me work and they were like okay that's cute and then we packed like 50 boxes and they were like you need help <laughs> You cannot keep doing this by yourself so it just takes I think they have to like physically see what's going on to fully understand it but until that it's like that's nice you run a business cool you got like a thousand views on your on your video
2: like we don't really tell people how underwater we are i guess (laughs) they're like yeah we're super busy we're always making stuff but it's like we've had like 60 plus open orders for like the past couple 80 open orders cool (laughs) for like the past like couple months so like it's been crazy like for two of us like for big business doesn't sound like a lot right i mean especially if it's like shipping um like something that's easy to inventory like that's not that many orders but like for us to be making like Three hundred tables a month, like that's a lot of tables. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna, I was
0: gonna ask, like, tables. what the volume is starting to look like. Do you have? Can you even? It sounds like no. Maybe I'm answering my own question, but it sounds like things have ramped up. Like, do you? Can you sort of predict? Of like, all right, next month we think we're probably gonna do this many side tables. We're gonna do this many, you know, whatever. Like, can you start to predict that at all yet, or is it still too crazy? We can do a pretty good job. We can do a pretty good job.
1: Well. I mean, like in June, like we maybe did like a couple I don't even remember how many orders it wasn't that many, and then like July hit, and we're like, what's happening? like we need to switch our processes around, and then it like continued through October, and we're like, cool, now we got this under our belt, and then November hits, and we we're just like, oh okay, um we're doing this like <laughs> it's happening, so yeah, now I think we're getting a better grasp on like how it's gonna look, and we're hoping that it but still, like there's part of like we're hoping that it continues through like January because last month we were like, I don't know if people are going to order, like do people order furniture for other people's for gifts for like the holidays? And we found out, yes, they do. There's so many gift messages and yeah. gift orders. and
2: but also like one thing we've had to do is extend our processing times. Yeah. So, like now we're selling tables that are going to ship in the middle of January. Yeah. So those aren't gifts, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So like we're, we, I think we can start to anticipate stuff and like with the milling, I can start to, try to build up inventory like it comes down to like i feel like it's like around 30 tables a week like the way we've been going recently in sales but we had to adjust our processing time to be able to keep up and not miss shipping dates and things like that but
1: nick refers to me as a table factory
0: these days so it's just like there's just they're everywhere (laughs) (laughs) which i love it's great (laughs) and do you have any sort of idea what has caused this continual just like things that just keep going up and up and up like is there one thing that you can point to that's why in July sales skyrocketed and then they continue to just keep going up like do you have an idea
1: yeah I I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently because I'm like this isn't random but so last year when my sister asked for a table for Christmas then we started to sell that in pine and we're like okay um we're gonna figure this out we're gonna finalize the design in pine and then we'll move to hardwood eventually so that was always the goal and then once we made the switch to hardwood things started to pick up a little bit more and then once we offered I think like four different tables then things were like just consistent since so now that we're just adding more designs and more variations I think that's why it's picking up because it's fitting into more people's lives versus like last February we only sold like the Liz table so Now that we offer a bunch of different things and in different colors and sizes, like there's more options. And I mean, who can't like use an extra side table? Like everyone can. (laughs) I'll find a spot. It's not
0: hard. (laughs) Small thing. Yeah. I would say that's. Okay. And is there, is there a favorite part for both of you of this process? Like is, obviously there's a lot that goes into making one table. Like, is there a part of the actual like woodworking or finishing shipping? Maybe, I don't know that yourself that you're like, this is, this is my favorite part of a start to finish thing.
1: Yes. <laughs> because somebody asked us this recently and we, I think our answer surprised them a little bit. So like what, we, like we said, like we got into this to make a business, like, we love woodworking, we enjoy it. Um, but my favorite part is literally like shipping out the orders, knowing that it's finished, boxing it up and being like, Hey Sarah, here's your table we made you. Like that makes me really excited. And before Nick answers, because he might tell you a different answer than what he's told me. <laughs> but um anytime that he keeps his phone on loud, so anytime we make a sale, we yell, Money sounds. <laughs> <laughs> So I think it's, I would say for him, that would be one of his favorite. Yeah.
2: I like money sounds. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> is that uh, your, Um you like, yeah. well, we like woodworking. I
2: but. just like woodworking. I think I just like doing it, um, every part of it, which is good.
1: Yeah. People have also asked like, how do you work like 10 to 12 hour days? And we're like, we just like, we like it. Yeah.
2: It's, it's helpful that we're like both driven to succeed to like the same extent. <laughs> like yeah. there's not one of us that's hustling harder than the other. I think yeah. like we're both putting in hours and making it
0: happen so yeah i like the money yeah. sounds that's like yeah. hilarious <laughs> that that is then you get a call out for that every time there's a, a money sound
1: yeah. <laughs> very satisfying <laughs> yeah oh, i
0: can imagine the ding ding like coming in it's just money in your pocket yeah, yeah for sure
1: but we've been making like we used to try to inventory tables um and we we're trying to build that back up but now it's kind of like we said we, yeah we pushed our processing times out and yeah i are just trying to make them as they come in now making mm-hmm. them order too much so technically they're custom but
0: <laughs> <laughs> each time it's a it's a it's probably slightly different experience
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> where sure. where did the name 25 and pine come from i always like to ask people about their names and the origin stories because everybody has a drastically different one so where where did the name yeah. come from
1: we did that a lot. Um,
0: just sounded good. Right? Yeah, it sounded good.
1: Um, so we used to have a different name, and it was really bad. Um, what,
0: what was the really bad name? Yeah. We, can, we can share it.
1: Uh, parts and Pieces Studio.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh, that was when we
1: were doing Not the random good. signs
2: and clocks and whatever. Yeah. yeah, that was that name.
1: Uh, but 25 and Pine, we're like, okay, we need something that's, like, cool. And we started it when we were 25. Our address is tw- number 25. Um, and then the pine at the time we were making everything out of pine and we knew that pine was like a recognizable variety of wood that people could associate. So you could assume that we're making things out of wood. Uh, we get a lot of hate on the pine because people are like, you can't build furniture with pine. But technically we still do because everything gets prototyped out of pine because it's cheaper and it's quicker to make. Um, and yeah, it's cheaper is most <laughs> yeah. mostly. So okay. all of our prototypes are out of pine, which is actually what a lot of our furniture is because. It's just our prototypes living in a house. But yeah, so a little bit of it sounded good and it
0: um
1: has a little bit of meaning behind it. Just
0: I like that. Uh, It's a great, it's great name. And the logo, did you design the logo yourself?
1: No, I'll give credit where credit is due. My sister's a graphic designer. (laughs) And at one point she was like, I should get a royalty for every logo you like engrave in a table. I was like, no. But yeah, she's a graphic designer, so she made it. And she made us a couple different logos and gave us a whole workbook of which logo goes where. Yeah. <laughs> we essentially just threw that out the window and did
0: what we wanted. <laughs> you, need, you need a helping hand like that. All right, so I'm going to go into my little bit of, of rapid fire question and answer here to, to round us out. Is there, I'll go with, is there one person, if you could make a piece of furniture for any person on earth, maybe we'll even say alive or dead. Is there somebody that you would put a piece of furniture in their house?
2: What would your answer
0: be?
1: Oh, My, I know what your answer is.
2: I don't know if you do. My answer would be Nick Offerman. Like, he's oh, okay. of a guy, great guy, love him. And he runs a wood shop and he's, yeah, he's like the woodworker hero. Like there's a bunch of shops on YouTube that has have like one of his pictures, portraits on the wall. So maybe
0: we'll get that in the new space. <laughs> I
1: thought you were going to say Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. We're both big Taylor Swift fans.
0: <laughs> so if Taylor Swift wants a table, we'll, we'll get her one too. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, is yours, is yours Taylor Swift, Christina? I think so. Okay. About that. Yeah. Sure. She's right. pretty cool. <laughs> All right. We'll get, we'll get Taylor Swift, to, Taylor Swift, the table. Uh, is there anything that you still make or that you have made for yourselves? that you're like super proud of or that you want to make for yourselves? Like, man, our new home could really use this thing. Like, is there, is there anything that you take time to make for just personal use? Yeah. Um, we have
2: plans to make things for personal use. Sure. <laughs> we got like, whenever we find like cool wood at one of the lumber yards, we'll just like grab it and save it for a project. It's like our coffee table just sitting in as rough lumber still in the garage that we're just finding, trying to find time to make. We're supposed to be building a bathroom, bathroom vanity for our master. We so have aggressive. the lumber, is... we have the design. We just need the time to make it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> we... One
2: thing we did make that we're sitting at right now, oh, yeah. kitchen table. We made it for our wedding. It was our sweetheart table out of like reclaimed barnwood. Looks pretty cool.
0: That's cool. Now oh,
1: it's our kitchen table. Yeah. yeah,
0: I love that. Yeah, I was I was very curious. I'm like, do you have time to ever make anything for your for yourselves? It sounds like not much. <laughs>
2: has been recently but yeah, yeah. that's it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, our
1: our bathroom is still in demo. Like we were like, oh, we're going to redo our master bath. It's still half painted. There's no drywall <laughs> like it's a mess. But we're like, we just we're like so we were so eager and we're like, this is going to make great content. And we're so excited. We're going to build our vanity. And now it's still, it's been that way for like six months. So I
2: guess we did actually build a coffee table at one point, but we made a TikTok video about it. Like after a day we had it, whatever. And somebody's like, do you guys tell those? can I have it? And we're like, I, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure. So we haven't had a coffee table for a
0: few months. <laughs> Who needs it? Yeah. Is, <laughs> is there anyone in the content space the small business space the woodworking space that you both look up to or that you're like have found inspiration from or that you've learned things from like is there anybody out there that you're like oh they're awesome i'd like to follow them or they've helped us out in some way or we've learned something from them
2: yeah for sure like one of your questions before how do we start like i pretty much learned everything on youtube um it's like poor ice furniture john malecki is probably my favorite right now um
1: and he commented on one of our yeah. videos recently and i'm <laughs> geeked out it was so cool i was like yeah. john Malecki knows who we
0: are
2: <laughs> yeah 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 just like the, there's a couple youtubers i follow still follow yeah
0: i like that i like that all right i always like to ask people this if you had a billboard in times square with mm-hmm. from 25 and pine what would you what would it say what it would look like what would you write on it
1: Our faces. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. That's a great question. That's a hard one. I don't know. We've been, and back to like your marketing question, like we've been not, I don't know, we haven't really been pushing things too hard and we're just like make things that we like. Um, Yeah. Maybe our wine table. That's what I was going to
2: say. Yes. Like the video that hit a million views was like a table, like one of our tables variation on it that you can fit a wine glass in. Like it'll just sit in the top of the table. So, I think the billboard would be something like that, like something different, something unique, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Some guy on TikTok was like, You should put slots for wine glasses on there. And we were both like, What? That's like, Why did we not yeah. think of that? We love wine. Okay. And then we did it. And I like Snapchat it to a couple of friends and we we're like, Oh my God, I need that. And I was like, I think we should. I think sell we're onto this. something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, that one's pretty cool right now. <laughs>
0: I like it. All right. Is there anything that you haven't made yet? A piece of furniture, uh, anything? that you're like, we got this, we got to add to the plans for next year, or this is something I've always wanted to make that we just haven't made for whatever reason at this point.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like there's always designs in the queue. Like we recently went to like Milwaukee and Chicago and like, while we were there, like went to a couple furniture stores and we were there just like look around, like see what the city furniture looks like. So like after doing that, you just get ideas when you're there, get inspired by stuff, and make our own version. So yeah. There's probably like three or four things in the pipeline that production drawings are good to go. It just needs to be prototyped a little more and then we'll launch them. But like we don't have time to sell another 20 things a month. So mm-hmm. that's part of it
1: but mind you that was like our anniversary trip. So we're like we're just gonna go up and then we're like okay so what should we do and I was like do you want to go look around furniture stores it was pretty funny and then people were like you did business while you're on like a personal anniversary trip we're like yeah we had a lot of fun
0: (laughs) it's romance
1: yeah at its finest
0: (laughs) uh does I saw that you guys actually sell plans like on the site as well are those a big seller do a lot of people like buy stuff for that for their own
1: <laughs> we were hoping they would because it's a digital project product so we're like great we do it once and it keeps selling. that'd be awesome no not really it's not taking off it,
2: like takes us so much time to get them together from like the time we do the project to the time the plan comes out it's like two months or something yeah. stupid um
1: versus like to make a table it could be a couple weeks yeah. to prototype
2: so that's one of the things like with this part-time help or whatever that we want to start doing more of for sure. It's like yeah. building the like trendy home DIY project or whatever. And I'm selling plans for it, but it's just a time thing for us right now. Yeah, I,
0: I can only imagine. <laughs> All right. My last question I always ask. So I end every show with the sign off of stay weird. So I like to ask you guys, what makes you weird?
1: I've been preparing for this. Right. You been- have, you did your <laughs> homework.
0: I'm like, he's going to ask this
1: question. So we have to go. People get I'm blindsided like- by
0: it. And it's like a very yeah. weird thing to answer. First of all. So I'm, I'm glad that you've, you've done your <laughs> prep work.
1: Yeah, well, I listened to the, When you messaged us, I listen to the podcast and I was like, Nick, like, he's going to ask us what's weird. Yeah. We have to do this podcast. Cause that's an awesome question. But uh, yeah,
2: my answer is definitely the Taylor Swift thing. We already talked about it. Like I pretty much exclusively listen to Taylor Swift, like to I'm a fault. Deep.
1: On um, repeat, like all like day, like the, the whole car, day. In the car, in the
2: shop, Everyone. at work, literally just all the time. Yeah, I'm in the top one percent of fans. Spotify tells me. <laughs> wow, Spotify world, Wrapped. In the world. Yeah, incredible. It's like his. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, I don't. I still don't have a good answer. I don't know. We're just. We're just doing what we want to do, and not really caring what other people think, and we're just kind of going with the flow, and like we hope this works like maybe you're weird taking chances.
2: since you were little you wanted to own the business right yeah i <laughs> like really like ice cream shop bakery yeah. coffee shop like there's been a few businesses in the works her coin jar was like for bakery or whatever growing up like since she was little so
1: yeah
2: it's not a weird thing she's an early entrepreneur i guess
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and you're you're living it out now it's pretty cool yeah.
1: it is i get to make up what i do every day <laughs> <laughs>
0: is a wrap on this week's episode of Destination Different. If you listen to this, you should be going right into the description of the show, clicking on the 25 and Pine website, and buying yourself anywhere from two to four to seven pieces of furniture. I just love them. I thought they were amazing. I want to go have beers with them. They are just the kindest, sweetest, nicest couple in the entire world. And I love, love, love the fact that they have now basically taught themselves woodworking and taught themselves how to run a business and now have a successful carpentry furniture business. It is unbelievable and I love getting to hear about their vision for where they want to take 25 and Pine and the amazing growth that they've seen even in the last year. I loved Christina's story about quitting her job and just saying, fuck it, I'm going to do it. I want to start my own business and the time is now. Everything about them I just love. So if you liked this episode, I hope you follow along with their story and the story of 25 and Pine. I'll get everything linked up in the description, their website, their Instagram, their TikTok, all that fun stuff. But make sure you check out what Christina and Nick are doing with 25 and Pine. That's all we got for this week. We are T-minus a week and a day from Christmas. I can't wait. I cannot wait mostly for the vacation, mostly for some time off of work, mostly for some time to focus on the podcast. But who doesn't love Christmas? So we'll be back again next week, next Wednesday. We have another interview that will lead you nicely into the holiday weekend. I hope, I hope, I hope that you all over the holidays, as a gift to me, as a gift to the podcast, take a second to share it with a family member. Tell your cousin who's sitting at the dinner table with you. Tell your grandmother, who's had a little too much wine, just let them know that they, maybe they should check out the Destination Different podcast. They might like it. As a gift to me, that's that's what I'm asking for this, this holiday season. So we'll see you again next week, next Thursday. As a reminder, we are launching on Thursdays now, another episode of Destination Different. Until then, stay weird.
1: We fell in love, for just a couple hours I can't tell the difference,
2: between what's fake and what's been missing Often I'm misunderstood, so I'm looking for a better me This is your love song baby, I hope that you know
1: the word